Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Hey, Vinny. Good to be with you, buddy. Good to be here. Uh, so a question I always ask, and I, I know you have, I mean, other coaches underneath you, yet whenever I have any kind of coach on here, I always ask, what makes you different from other coaches? Uh, you know, I mean, the very simple way I can answer that is I've been doing this for 30 years in come August. So August oh, wow. will be my 30th year of coaching. But the vast majority of what I do every day is buy and sell companies. So I buy companies and I build them. So we're every, everything, you know, with what 17 books now, dozens and dozens of learning courses online. What, what it comes from is every time I buy a company, every time I do some, another business, because in this day and age, I not only coach uh, my private clients, but I run, uh, I have 11 companies that either I own fully or have a majority share or a large share of. And so I run those two companies, do all my coaching in two days a week. So I don't, I'm a father of five and I'd rather be a dad and a husband than, than a working bee. So that's, that's the way I've structured my life. So I'm, I guess I'm the living, breathing example of what I teach, which is how to build a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you to build something that makes money, whether you go there or not business. See, I'm, I'm not a businessman. I'm an entrepreneur. A businessman runs one business. An entrepreneur runs, owns, and sells multiple companies. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably different in that perspective that I do this stuff mostly and I do the other side secondly type thing. And with Action Coach, Vinny, I mean, we what are we now? Uh, just over 1,100 uh, officers in 83 countries. Mm-hmm. So... I guess the simple answer is I'm the biggest and the number one in the world. So I'm the, I'm the, the elephant in the room of business coaching, if you want to put it that way. Well, I mean, so, so part of the time, I mean, I guess three different sectors, right? Family man, buying and selling businesses and then coaching. I mean, how, how often does it come about where the people you're coaching, you go, oh, they don't want to keep that business anymore. Maybe I want to buy the business from them. Does that interaction ever come about? does. It comes about a lot. In fact, uh, with Action Coach, uh, we're now, I'm not just doing it privately, we're actually setting up the Action Coach Fund where we will buy and invest in a lot of our clients' businesses because, oh, wow. you know, a lot of a lot of small, see, my, one of the biggest things I do is I buy good companies and I globalize them. Hmm. So, for instance, um, oh, I was on the board meeting uh, with Urban Clean. That's a company based out of uh, Australia. And uh, commercial cleaning business. So when I bought into that company a few years back, um, they were doing good in one location. I then made them all across Australia. Now they're opening all across the UK and all across the United States, starting in Texas and moving from there. And so, you know, I globalize companies. And so a lot of the time, Vinny, I find businesses that are our clients that have been working with a coach for a year, two years. And they've now got that great basic model. I, I teach a six-stage structure to building a business because I like to give people a recipe. You know, um, if, if, if a chef wanted to teach me to bake a cake, I don't just want them to say, oh, what you do is you mix all the ingredients and you put it in the oven. No, no, tell me exactly what to do type thing. And so years ago when we 
uh, I wrote the book, The Business Coach, which I think was either my third or fourth book, when we'd already coached 13 and a half thousand companies to success. So now with literally hundreds of thousands of clients we work with every week and every month around the world, we use that systemic methodology. And so the first four stages is about creating a business that works. So if I go back to my definition, a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you, we want to create those first four layers. And then finally, once we've got something that works, we want to do, and the easiest way to describe this to people is Ray Kroc. Do you remember, I'm not sure if you ever watched the movie, The Founder that he was in, where he, he wasn't the founder of McDonald's, he was the finder of McDonald's type thing, you know? And, and so that's what I do. I find companies that are in one location doing phenomenal. I was just negotiating with a restaurant group out of uh, Nashville and they got phenomenal, phenomenal restaurant brands and they're in one city. Like, why do you not have 200 of these across America? I'm negotiating with one of the top barbecue guys in the world. In fact, he's the winningest man in barbecue. I want to put his stuff everywhere in the world, you know? And, and that's what, and I say to them, we should have this in, uh, we should have this in Abu Dhabi. And they look at me like, well, how do you put stuff into Abu Dhabi? I said, well, that's why you're going to be my partner or I'm going to be your partner because I know how to do that. You don't yet. So, you know, when we look at the size of the opportunity in the world, Vinny, the, you know, the U.S., if we go back into the Second World War, the U.S. was 50% of global GDP, meaning half of the money in the world was in the United States. Now we're down about a third of the money in the entire world is in the United States. That's still a massive chunk. Hmm. It's still where the vast majority of the billionaires in the world are. But the opportunity lying in India is so vast that every business should be. And I say this to every company, tell me how you're going to open in India. And then I have no idea how to open in India. I said, well, when you work that out, when you work out the structure, the strategy, the methodologies to do that, then you'll have a good business plan. You don't have to open in India, but you have to know how you're going to do it. Well, talking about making a business, I guess, bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. How and we'll I guess we'll classify the first one. If you're in the business and that's the only way it runs, it's kind of a job, right? If you have a self-employed, self-employed, self right? Self-employed, right? And if you have a business that you can actually walk away from and it's still making money, right? You have a business. How many people are self-employed compared to have a job out there? If you looked at most of the people that come to you originally. You know, the vast majority of people, when they get into business for themselves, it is through the self-employed methodology. You know, the vast majority of people making the leap from employee to self-employed. And this is where a lot of my books and my courses, because I, I hate when people invest their life savings or they're going to put their life work into something without studying how to do it. Like you wouldn't build a house without learning how to, you'd go to an expert and get a, a house plan. I mean, at least you'd get an engineer, you'd get a, an electrician, you get a plumber and people start businesses without getting a, a marketing person. You know, there's, there's your plumber. I mean, get the, get the plumber on board type thing. But a lot of the challenge is if, if you think about making all of your dreams and goals a reality, you've got to grow into your dreams and goals. You can't make your dreams and goals a reality as the person you are today. The person you are today can achieve what you've achieved today. That's it. You want to achieve more, you better grow. You better learn. You better study. And so that's why a lot of the time when people come to me, whether they're an employee who's looking for knowledge base of how to build a business plan, what even 
like when I wrote the book Billionaire in Training, which teaches people how to move from, you know, a a student to an employee to self-employed to manager to owner, you know, how do you move through those phases and what's the mental approach to moving through those phases? Because most people, when they start their own business, Vinny, unfortunately, they never start thinking like a business owner. They still think like an employee. They're still technically waiting for someone to tell them what to do. You know, that first phase, and this is why your first business is always going to be the hardest. You've got to learn it all while doing it. I often suggest to a lot of people, I say, I want to get into business myself. I say, great. How many, have you had a job in sales? No, go, go get a job in sales. Have someone pay you for 12 months to learn how to sell. Have someone make all the mistakes on someone else's dime, you know, go learn that. Then go learn marketing, work for someone for six months, 12 months, learn marketing, okay? Go and learn these things because when you start your own business, when you're self-employed, it's a seesaw, right? It's find the work, do the work, find the work, do the work, sell, do, sell, do. And it's it's that whole process. If you're not good at marketing and sales, then that first business is going to struggle. And, and, you know, you've heard the saying, and I I, I I, I hate this saying personally that, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. No, if you do what you love, you'll work 10 times harder than any other person on the planet. You know, it's still work, even if you love it. But a lot of people kill what they love by going into business, doing it because they don't understand business. You business will never get easier. You've got to become a better business person. Sales will never get easier. I had this debate with a young man the other day who's going into business for himself. And I said, listen, how much knowledge do you have around sales? He said, well, I'm no good at sales. I said, really? How, how many sales training courses you've been on? He said, none. I said, how many sales training books you read? He said, none. I said, well, how do you know you're no good at sales? I just know I'm no good at sales. Well, you can't be good at something you've not learned. So learn that skill. You know, you, and leadership is a learned skill. Management is a learned skill. So the the hardest part of all of it is the learning. The learning work is the toughest work and, and uh I I really implore, and that's why my foundation, we take real young kids and we we teach them how to be business people. We teach them that you don't have to leave school and get a job. You can leave school and give people jobs. Become an employer, not an employee. You don't have to go and get a job. And so by teaching them how to be business people and teaching them the fundamentals and having them build the business plan, it, it just, it brings joy to me because that's, that's, you know, I know I'm creating future employers. Well, and we're, we're going to get into get into your story. And I wanted to kind of jump back on one of the things you just talked about was taking sales courses, learning from from coaches. I mean, when and you've been in the business for, for 30 years, when you first started, I mean, there was probably I mean, there's coaches out there and most coaches. Probably there were no some, coaches, buddy. When I first started, there was no such thing as a coach. There were well, I've had other consultants. I've had other people that see, see all this gray hair. That's, that's the age thing, all right? <laughs> classified them as basically gurus, coaches, yeah. whatever 30 years ago. Yet today, you can go on social media, you can go anywhere, and you're going to find someone that's saying that they're a coach guru. And it's probably harder to weed through which course yeah. to actually take and actually who to listen to. Yeah. So yeah, how do you how do you separate the the person like if someone's listening right now and they're like I want to find the right person for me how do they vet them how do they make sure that they're actually finding the right coach you know first and foremost the the best I'll go back two steps 
When I was 16 years of age, I, I went to an event with Jim Rohn, E. James Rohn. Mr. Rohn is probably best known as one of the greatest philosophers on success and business there ever was. If anyone wants to look it up, Rohn is spelled R-O-H-N. Okay. Now, when I ran down after the event, I was 16, there's about 12, 1,500 people at this event. I ran down after the event, got him to sign my notes. And I said, Mr. Rohn, what's one thing I can do to guarantee my success? And he said, son, it's simple. Read a book a week for the rest of your life. You know, and luckily I was 16, so I wasn't too stupid like most 20 year olds or 30 year olds to think I already knew enough, you know? So I started reading a book every week, still do to this day. And I, I joked though, cause Mr. Rohn said, no one can do your reading for you. He didn't know about audible. So now, you know, someone does my reading for me every single day while I do my workouts and stuff. But where you start is with the, the books, you know, and, Yes, there's a lot of people with videos and YouTube channels and all that sort of stuff. What I've found, though, is that if you can put it into a book, you actually have to have thought it through. Mm. So there's, it's not as easy with a book to just come up with blah and say it. You've actually got to put real meat on the bones and real knowledge and real thought into it. And I always describe the best books as I'm able to describe them on one page because if there is a model, if the book teaches me a model, like uh, my book, The Business Coach, teaches you the six steps to building a business that works without you type thing. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's that model. Now, coming to an actual coach for you, I found when I first started out, I just resonated with certain teachers. I resonated with certain people. Like I'd look at their stuff and go, yeah, that's what I need right now. And whether it was their book or their training course or there's an age thing, their tape cassette set, you know, yeah. all of those sorts of things led me to, to where I want to be. But then ultimately with a great coach, it really is about personality mix because you're going to be with them for years. And so you have to get along. You have to respect them. You have to have that ability to relate with that person type thing. They're good. Their jobs to draw out of you the best of you, but I know for us at Action Coach, one of the reasons my coaches succeed around the world is we, we literally have a methodology that works. And it's a systemic methodology that we've used with, you know, hundreds of thousands of business owners and business people. And so, uh, but personality, getting along, it's one of the highest things needed to find a great coach or a great mentor. Well, you, you mean you've built this business with multiple coaches I mean, across the United States. But let's rewind. I mean, back to a young uh, Brad. I mean, who was a young Brad? Was he looking to help other people or was he more focused on building businesses? I mean, who was a young Brad? Um, so I, I go back, dang, 16 years of age, I won the Rotary Youth Leadership Award in my area. And so I liked speaking at the time. I was in the debate club. I, you know, I was, I was a good student, but not a good student, if that makes sense. I could learn, but I, I, I wasn't the best behaved. Um, and when I won that award, they sent me away for a week's training on leadership and how to be successful. And that really changed. And it's one of the reasons I have my foundation now doing that for young people, because it changed the course of my thinking. I decided that I wanted to be in business myself. I decided that, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create that. I decided that I was going to go for success and go for wealth and do that. And, and 
I don't think I would have ever been introduced to the concept of wealth if it wasn't for that. You know, the concept of actually being rich, the concept of actually creating massive success out there in the world. And it's, it's while it's hard to grasp, that little shift made the difference. So I was in, I was in so many different businesses when I was young and, and I was always trying something new, always doing something, buying companies, starting companies, doing all sorts of different things, as they call them today, side gigs, side hustles. You know, I, I had 20 of every dang thing. But where it brought me to was a love of learning. It brought me to that love of learning and that accidentally brought me to a love of teaching. I was doing so much learning and I met so many good teachers. One of them once said, can you come and teach that to us? And that gentleman's name was Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, he wrote this little book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that just happens to be the number one best-selling uh, book of all time in the business genre. So, um, and, and anyone listening, go find his game too. I, I don't know the name of the game, but it's actually- The game is called cool. Cashflow. Oh, Cashflow, there we go. That's Cashflow. Um, and so when Robert and his partner who wrote the book with him, Sharon Lecter, when they introduced me to teaching, I, I just fell in love with it. And, you know, I love doing it. And that's why I, every day and every week, I allocate time to teaching as many people as I can. And, you know, with your team and everyone that you're educating out there in the market, I just can't, I, I just love helping add value to, to everybody that I can. When, so building the businesses and kind of growing the business, as you said, kind of side hustle, you were leveraging, I, I would assume, basically other individuals and in kind of growing that. How was the, what was the difference or was there a difference leveraging, I guess, a business for the consumer compared to leveraging coaching and your kind of words? I yeah. mean, it seems similar, but. Yeah, look, it's, the thing is, they're all very much the same. They're all very much the same. You've got to systematize, document, create methodologies of doing things like, you know, in coaching, I have to create a methodology of teaching someone sales. Whereas in a burger business, I got to create a methodology to teach someone how to make a burger and fries, mm. you know? So it's a similar process. You know, when I first started out though, Vinny, one of the things I wore it as a badge of honor. I was like, you know, I thought hustle and grind was, was smart. I thought, you know, the harder I worked, the better it was. And what I found was that Ultimately, the hustle and grind just covered up all of the problems in my business. The fact that I was willing to work 16 hour days, six, seven days a week, just covered up that, hey, my marketing isn't that good. You know, it covered up the fact that my team weren't doing a good job of delivery because I had to go in and do it on weekends and I had to fix things and all that. So, you know, what I learned over the years is that my goal is to build that business that works without me. That's my job to finish the business because here's the thing that most young people going into business don't understand. Your job is to build something you can sell. Your job is to build something that is a saleable asset because one day you won't want to do that business anymore. One day you will get sick of your business. I remember 10 years into action coach, Literally, one of my, uh, uh, he was my chief sales officer at the time. We were at an event in uh, Arizona and, and uh, I was with all of my franchise partners and he walked up to me at one event and he said, you know, I think it's time for you to take a break. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to head up to the hotel room and take a break. He said, no, 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 no. You don't like this business anymore. I can tell you're, you're just done. You're burned out. And I said, yeah, yeah. He said, good, take a break. Make me CEO. I'll run the company. Go and be with your kids because at the time, new kid was born. I was like, all right, I'm going to go be a full-time dad. I left 
And literally it took me a year to get over hating my own business, you know, because it was just, I'd worked for so hard for so long and finally it was successful and it was like, what am I going to do? But I, I love the fact that I was able to take four years out and be a full-time dad when my first two kids were born. And these days uh, now with five kids, uh, I'm lucky enough to only work two days a week and hang with the kids and, and my wife and my buddies and just live a good lifestyle as well as uh, work with all my business partners. But ultimately your job is to finish the business. And the first goal you should set in business is what will this look like when it's finished? By what date will I finish this thing? What will it be valued at when I finish it? What will the revenues and profits need to be when I finish this thing? And by finished, I mean, it runs without you. A management team runs that business because it's not worth much if you're just selling a job. If you're selling your business to someone else and they have to turn up every day, you're not going to get much for it. But if you sell that business to an investor, they'll pay you. They'll pay you big money for that business. You talked about it when you were 16. Mm -hmm. You took the advice of Robert. Uh, Robert and then you, you brought up the idea that later on in life, your employee basically told you to walk away. Was there, and so very open to hearing criticism and hearing advice, knowing, like you said, that you don't know everything. I don't know about very open, definitely okay. open. <laughs> open, but was there a time when you're having success in your in your 20s where you your head was getting bigger and maybe you were less open to hearing advice from other people? Oh, 100%. What, 100%. So what when happened? You're successful, when you're successful, when you've made your first million and you're 21, Okay. you're a you're a god in your own head you know and and especially because everyone's like oh wow look at this young man succeeding let's get him to teach us what he's done yeah. you know and then and then of course i took on a business partner who decided they liked my money more than i did and so that all disappeared and i had to move back in with my parents mm. talk about a humbling humbling experience moving back into your childhood bedroom that one but my dad made a good point literally it was my second day in there and i was just moping like an idiot you know and my dad walks in he goes so what are you doing I, said, I don't know he said so hang on you've made a million before right yeah so do it again huh i hadn't lost the knowledge see that knowledge is the number one investment you need to make when you're in your teens, 20s, 30s. It is the most important thing, how to manage money, how to take care of it, how to invest. If you don't get the knowledge about how to build wealth, you will always have to go to work. It should take you about 10 years to set yourself up financially to never need to work again. If you're willing to do the work and the learning work as well as the doing work. But most people, Vinny, that listen, in my early 20s, a lot of my buddies were making fun of me because I would, you know, I wouldn't be in the places they are. I wouldn't be out drinking and stupid like they were and that sort of stuff. And nowadays they're still working and I'm out drinking and stupid, but I'm doing it on jets and on yachts and places that they all want to go visit, you know. I just spent the last month in two weeks in Mexico, this beautiful, massive house on the on the water, and two weeks in Costa Rica and this beautiful massive house on the water with my entire family going out on boats and doing all sorts of things. And people are like, 
how do you take a month off? Pretty easily. I say to my team, I'm going to be gone next month. See you when I get back. You know, but that takes work. And I'll tell you the biggest work it took, Vinny, to turn that smart-ass, pain-in-the-butt young man into someone that has a level of wisdom and a level of knowledge and a level of gratitude that I have today, that took a lot of work. To change that young man, for me to grow into that person. I still remember 16, setting a goal of retiring at 25. My friend's dad sat us down because I told my friend, and his dad sat us down and taught us how that can't happen, won't happen, and definitely won't happen for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still remember every day buying a new car. As I got richer and richer, I'd buy new cars and I'd drive around to his house and honk the horn and wave. And, <laughs> you know, just, but what he didn't realize, he was right at the time. At 16, I couldn't achieve that. But he didn't know how much I was willing to read, how much I was willing to study, how much I was willing to learn, grow, get mentored, attend courses, do whatever it took for me to grow into the person that could achieve that dream, the person that could be. And that's that's the thing you've got to – Jim Rohn said it best. He said, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. You know, as you get better, life gets easier. It, I mean, jumping back again to how you lost that – that million dollars from your your partner. I mean, what did you pick up? What did you learn from bringing up other partners in the future and what not to do? You know, it it was a very simple thing, buddy. We didn't have real financial controls in the company. We were making hand up money hand over fist. We didn't. So had to had to actually grow up and be an adult business person and actually, you know, run the business properly, bring in a proper CFO and bring in, you know, the the I guess probably, yeah, the best lesson from that is you don't build your business, your people do. So make sure you recruit great people or build great people. I find in most businesses I can recruit good and build great. I spend a lot of time and energy building the human beings in my organizations. As I build them, they build it. You know, there's, there's, I, I don't have enough time, energy, or effort to build my company by myself. I got to build people. The other thing I think that that I've had to learn about people is never expect them to be as passionate as I am. Mm. You know, I, I burned a lot of people out early in my business career. I burned a lot of good employees out because they wouldn't work as hard as I would, or they didn't see it the way I did. And look, I'm the owner. I'm the visionary. I should work 10 times harder because it's my vision. It's my passion type thing. But ultimately, you know, build a great team and they'll build a great company. You want them to to do it, then you got to build them. You got to invest time, energy, and money in them. You got to coach them. You got to mentor them. You got to put them into training courses. You got to help them with reading and studying. I was talking with one of my students the other day, and John's gone on to become extraordinarily successful businessman. And uh, one of his team members, who when she started with him, he bought that company. It had like five employees. And uh, she was one of the, the first five uh, in that company. Now she runs a team of 120. She has multiple investment properties. She's doing phenomenally well. And, and, and the pride in John that his employees are more successful today than he was when he first started the company is a real good thing. You know what I mean? If you build your people, they build it for you. So keep building your people, including yourself. <laughs> you expanded, you've grown, I mean, your company, your, your business, I mean, it seems 
you've moved a lot away from that 16 year old person. Where do you see yourself in the next five years of expanding? Is it another business, more businesses, coaching, other countries? What are your plans? Yeah, look, I mean, Action Coach, we're in 83 countries. We want to be in 120 because McDonald's was in 119. So we want to beat that. Uh, so we're still on an expansion trail there. There will be more businesses. Uh, there's, it's rare. Uh, I've just been in the middle of negotiating the purchase of another company uh, in, in the last month or two. So that'll happen. We still do a lot in real estate, literally just sold another building just there prior to getting on the call, signed the DocuSign, <laughs> goodbye, next business, next building. You know, we'll roll that into something else. So, you know, I'll continue to do that because there's two phases to money, make it and manage it. So the vast majority of what you do in the early part of your career is make money. The vast majority of what you study is how to make more money. I see people studying, investing or managing money too early. They're only making 100 grand a year and they start studying investing. That's, that's just dumb. Until you're making 250, 500, a million a year, stop studying uh, how to manage it or invest it and just keep working on getting yourself better at making money so that you're making an excess and then invest the excess type thing. Now, you always want to be investing from day one because the habit of investing is more important than the amount. I teach that to my kids and say, listen, I, I want you to go to the bank every week and invest your money. Uh, you know, the twins are eight now. The baby's still four. The older girls are 19 and 20. So they've had years of this sort of thing, of this training. But um, and then the other half is the, that, that managed side of it. So once you've made a bunch, you got to manage that. And so with real estate, with stock market, with other businesses, it's, it's a permanent job managing that money. And ultimately, you want to live off of managing your money, not working for money. Ultimately, that it's money making money that should be taking care of you, not you making money that should be taking care of you. I tell people very clearly, the money you make is not yours to spend. The money you make is yours to invest. The money you make is yours to invest. Now, some of it you got to invest in life, paying the bills and a house and you know food and stuff like that. And some of it you got to invest in your future, knowledge, books, cassettes, whatever it is. But if if you build, it'll take care of you in the long term. You know, I always I always looked at Buckminster Fuller taught me wealth one time with a simple statement. Now, I never got to meet the man personally. But I got to watch his videos and read his books. And he said, I define wealth as the number of days forward you can live at your current lifestyle without working again. Hmm. So if you stop working today, how many days forward can you live? And for the average citizen, let's be very blunt, that's a negative number. Their credit card bills are greater than their current bank balance. And if they stopped working tomorrow, they would be done. You know what I mean? And what, what we always aim to do is to create an infinite wealth, meaning that if I stop working tomorrow, we would always have more money than, than we need. And so I'm lucky enough to have achieved that through business, through investing and stuff like that, that allows me to be in that position where I get to teach, where I get to spend a lot of time. I 38 times a year, I travel somewhere in the world and go teach this stuff. And now I make it a lot of fun. You know, next week I'm going to Florida to teach it. And I uh, just happen to take the kids and family and go to Disney for a week while I go and teach. So um, then I'm going to Hawaii to teach and it's my wife's birthday the following week. So we'll stay and spend a week having fun in Hawaii type thing. But you know, that's, that's I, I guess I'm lucky enough, Vinny, that I was willing to do the learning as a young man 
and willing to do the implementation and therefore end up here in, in my early 50s. What keeps pushing you to buy more companies, sell more companies, uh, manage your money, as, as you call it? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, because it, it would three, seem like three I mean, things. OK, yeah, I'll tell you the three things. Number one, boredom. I tried to be fully retired a couple of times in my life, and it's just, it's boring. I, I You can only play golf so many times before you get sick of playing golf, you know? Buy a sports team. Yeah, no. I'm, uh, I, I See, you have to invest. A yeah. sports team is not an investment. That is a toy that is very expensive. I went through a phase of buying racehorses for a while oh. there, many years back, and Although fun and enjoyable, stupid, just stupid. It's not an investment. The second thing that keeps me going is uh, my family. You know, I have an example to set. I, I can't, you know, I, I want to be an example to my kids. I want to keep teaching them how to invest. And so as we do investments, I share with them the strategy and what we're doing and educate them as to what's happening and what's next. And uh, my second eldest daughter keeps bringing me proposals of things to invest in and she's getting closer. There'll be one at some point in time that we say, yep, that's a good one. Let's go with that. Um, and, and so being an example is the other thing. The, the third thing is it keeps me sharp. Um, like once a year, I invite 10 businesses that I think can do a billion a year. And I say to them, all right, I want you to come and spend a week with me and I'm going to help you create a plan to be a billion a year. And so doing that keeps me thinking and keeps me sharp and keeps me on edge with my own businesses, if that makes sense. You know, if I, if I didn't teach and I didn't keep doing it, I wouldn't have to innovate. Like I, I write a new book every year and um, I generally do it with a co-author these days because uh, I've written enough myself that I can find someone that can help me with this. And I, uh, this book is called, this year's book is called raise your hand marketing. And then next year is called leadership sucks. And, uh, the following year is the life coach. And so, um, but by, by doing these things, it gives me new concepts to think of. Like in this day and age, when it comes to marketing, if I can spend a minute on that, Vinny, if we got time, yeah. um, one of the things that I've noticed is too many people are trying to sell through their marketing straight away. Whereas the level of trust needed to make a sale today is higher and higher than it's ever been. We need to build the trust because as you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of people out there saying things that doesn't make it real anymore. I mean, we've all bought the thing off Amazon that was shipped from China that didn't look at all like it did in the, in the picture type thing. And so what we teach people to do with our marketing is how to get people to raise their hands. So for example, with this podcast and, you know, when you release this, my team, we won't just post up the podcast and say, Hey, um, Brad was on a new podcast, go take a listen. Cause then someone, the people will click the link and I won't know who's interested in that or who's wanting to learn at this point. Um, my team will go back and look at it. And there was two questions you asked earlier, which I think I'll get them to focus in on. And, you know, it's how to get started in business and, and that sort of thing. And just, you know, we'll put a post up that asks people to raise their hand. The way it'll be done is something along the lines of, hey, just finished this amazing podcast. The three questions Vinny asked me on how to get started in business are probably three of the most valuable things I've ever taught for someone wanting to start a business. If you have any interest in starting your own business, type the word start below and we'll send you the link. Hmm. 
So what I'm doing in all of our marketing today is asking people to say, hey, yep, I'm interested. So once they type the word start, we then message them back saying, hey, we're going to DM you the, the link. We go to DM, we DM them the link to the thing. Now we've got a conversation going. And then we put in PS. By the way, this is Brad's actual book on starting a business. If you're interested in it, here's the link where you can buy it. And this is Brad's training course on business. If you're interested in that, there's, there's the link for it. P.S. Do you know anyone else who might be interested in this link? Feel free to share it or, or send us their, their names. Do you know what I mean? You start a conversation. So with marketing today, we want to start a conversation rather than make a sale. So that's, that's really where we're pushing that one. So that book will come out late this year. If someone's listening right now and they're looking to start a conversation with, with your team about possible coaching, what's the best way of getting more information? Uh, actioncoach.com if they already own a business and are looking for a business coach to help them uh, grow the business. Bradsugars.com if they're looking for education to get themselves into business and get themselves growing. Or if you do own a business and you just want the education, then bradsugars.com is where we do all the education. But Vinny, actually, uh, because we've done some great things and we've got a lot of people on here who are looking to start a business, I'm going to, uh, we did a deal on last Black Friday, and uh, which gave everyone 90% off my online training. I'm going to make sure the team gets you a link for that so that uh, you got a lot of young people watching. So I'm going to make sure they get it. They can jump on uh, my courses instead of a thousand bucks, they're $99 each. So, uh, and, yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, and for people listening, again, I, I do action coaching myself. I've done a variety of different coaching out there. Uh, I mean, at least for action coaching and, and my coach. Um, it's a lot more engaging, a lot more kind of back and forth instead of a lot of coaches out there. What are your numbers more? Yes, numbers are important, but it's also giving giving feedback, thoughts, uh, action items that you can actually mm -hmm. put forward, not just straight numbers every single week. So that's my little <laughs> plug. I know I said I wasn't going to be biased, but I had to throw that out there. Uh, at least before the end of the, the podcast. You know, Coach Julie's doing a phenomenal job of working with business people and getting them to have great success. But that's also her background. Her background is a successful business person. That's what yeah. one of the greatest things about my team is we find people who have had success in business who are passionate about helping. And, and that's what I love. And then giving them a systemic methodology by which they can turn that passion into actual results for their clients is, is really exciting for us. Well, again, thank you so much, Brad, for, for being on the podcast. Hopefully everyone listening got some great nuggets right there. I mean, there's so many, I think, takeaways. And I know I say that on a lot of different podcasts because there is. Every conversation you have, there's going to be key takeaways if you're listening. And most people probably don't listen. But I, I know for myself, one of the, the key takes, take, takeaways is always be learning. I mean, read the books. I mean, I know for myself, I've been horrible for the years of, of reading books, Audible, forces you to download a book at least every month, maybe not at the level of every week like Brad, but build yourself up. It's not like you're going to basically go to the gym and lift the heaviest weights as soon as you get there. You're going to build yourself up slowly but surely get to the point that you want to get to. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe, please share, and go in the show notes to go find Brad. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.